Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Product Coffee, a podcast where product management leaders share stories, advice, and thoughts on all things product over a cup of coffee. Grab a cup of joe and join us to level up your product career 30 minutes at a time. Well, we're going to talk about growing pains in a business. Um, We've been a part of a lot of different (laughs) companies in the growth phase. And so we've we've seen a lot. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of of pros and a lot of cons for, for a high growth company and you know, I would imagine a lot of folks are in a similar, uh, um, situation. So, um, what, what's top of mind for you here, Lou? Like what's, uh, is there, is there one particular growing pain that's, uh, eating at you this week? Yeah, I think, I think the, the question that that's on my mind, I'd love your, your thoughts is we, we've gone through, you know, areas where I've seen kind of zero to zero to 10 growth. I'm, I would say spec it's in that like 20 to 40 growth. Then there's the 40 to 60 growth. And then there's, like, and mm. by that, I'm just re- using relative numbers, but just the right. point of you go from a couple of engineers in your product development world to 60, 70 engineers. Right. And then eventually you have to go from that to hundreds. And one of the things that's been on, been on my mind recently is, is how to help a company through that process, both in, from a product development standpoint, but also from a organizational standpoint. And mm-hmm. I mean that just because everybody has, there are different challenges at different stages, right? Like sometimes right. when you're scaling massively, it's how do we create the right leadership structures? Sometimes when you're in the early days of scale, it's really more like how can we build good teams and yeah, I'm just kind of curious having to see your see your thoughts there, and then I can open up on the the regular problem I'm looking at at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, the the challenges kind of um, vary um, depending on the yeah on the stage, on the company, on the context, situation, and the people. There's so many variables that go into it. I think having a having a broad tool chest and and a lot of things to take out for a given scenario is is really um, the best thing to hope for as, as a, as a product leader in, a, in an organization. And it, it's really hard to kind of assess what tool you need for, and what type of problem you're actually solving for when those organizational struggle struggles happen. I think <clears throat> I've seen a lot of things typically with high growth companies, um, any context around transformation it, it, at the very least, there's a lot of misalignment um uh, uh, you know where we're going essentially and that that seems to be one of the one of the biggest sources of uh contention or friction within growing organizations is alignment uh cross departmentally or within the leadership team and that's it's one of the hardest things to solve i think you know it's just uh but but and you know just to make that <laughs> easy and then um i also see you know another big challenge is is optics like um you know what 
what is this team working on and why does it, uh, how does it align or, um, this understanding if they, there's dependencies on other teams, um, being transparent around that. And again, I think that's more of a lagging indicator of this, uh, alignment issue, but maybe, maybe not. It, it depends on the scenario, but that's kind of my take on, on this, but yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So getting into something specific, you know, I've, I've only been at the new company for two 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 months and like a week maybe like seven yeah, weeks yeah. eight weeks somewhere mm-hmm. in there not too long mm-hmm. and one of the things that like you know even in like a higher leadership position i struggle with every now and again is knowing when is the right time to put down a put the foot down proverbially speaking <laughs> and say whoa we need to this is not working we need mm-hmm. to like make a change and understanding that that's like there's a you know in growing organizations, I feel like this is a particular challenge because you are battling the legacy way that things were done, the mm-hmm. way that they're currently operating, the ways mm-hmm. in which you are bringing your experience of success and how to drive performance. But also at the same time, there's the, you know, and there's a lot of the political battle in there. It's, it's interesting is like, that's been the, uh, the piece where I've kind of not maybe struggled, but just like, having a situation where like, you know, uh, this is one thing you probably remember from the, uh, Ibotta days. We were constantly always asking who, what person could solve this problem? How could we move them around? How could we do this to do that? Right. And one of the biggest challenges that makes it hard to get cohesive teams. And that's something that this company is really working on. I, I really appreciate it, but it is also hard when you still see some of that behavior taking its pace. And it's like, well, when are we going to stop? <laughs> like, are we going to stop today? Are we going to stop tomorrow? Is it next sprint? Like, well, it's not, it's not, it know. sounds like to me, um, <clears throat> and I think, you know, we inherently did this at Ibotta in, in some cases, in some cases not, but that, you know, putting band-aids over the, the wound, right? Like yeah. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. not really solving the core, you know, uh, problem. And I think, uh, you know, it, it, it takes time to do that. It's not an easy fix. And so taking 15 minutes in a meeting to bring it up and, and salt. Yeah. That, there's your bandaid. Like let's, yeah. Who can we move? How can we get this figured out where it's not an issue? No, if this is a wound, if this is something that we need to go and pr- solve, like fundamentally, it's important to take that time. And, and, and it, it, it all, you have to be aware of like where you're at and, and, in level of, uh, influence to in a company like some folks that are um that that not can't actually you know provide that um control what have you i mean not necessarily want to provide control you want to provide context and so maybe that's a way that you can instill changes here you know here's what i'm seeing you know here's a path forward and really emphasizing the importance of that in a way that that resonates and so is that is that numbers is it feedback is it people leaving like what is the thing that really can get their attention to understand and articulate the problem and uh lean on you for direction and in a and in a uh, you know a solution there but yeah no i definitely think that's I think that's accurate. I think there's also an interesting question of what is the problem. Mm, yeah. Right? Well, let's, let's know, diagnose and this, this. And yeah, in your scenario, you said that there's like a, yeah. Can you, can you explain it in more detail so we can well, analyze it? And, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be clear. I actually think that the, the leadership team, like people understand what I think, understand, understand it. And then in my case, it is 
we need to fundamentally build focus on building stable and high performant teams mm, right yeah. we need to it's like less about what like less about what problem is the business facing today like what is the what is the urgent top of mind thing but more what is the way in which we can build high performant teams who have large amounts of shared context so that when these problems arise we can tackle them in incredibly efficient manners right. oh, okay and, got it well, what, what's triggering that um, assumption? Like, what was there a specific event, and and how what it yeah what occurred so we can kind of further diagnose that a bit? Yeah, so I you can generalize as I'll, much. I'll give, as okay, okay, yeah. I'll, give, I'll give a good. I'll give a. Yeah. This was a good learning experience for me because I I didn't really understand how. And this is something also to I'll, I'll kind of say I didn't have some understandings for how some things work, but there's a development cycle that the company has. And for a period of time, it's kind of uh, an expectation that like all hands are on deck to solve regressions before a release. Mm. Totally understandable. I mean, that's what we would do with anything else. We would just do it maybe slightly differently. Mm. A scenario came up the other day where, um, because we have people overseas and in the U S it actually gives us the ability to more or less have development 24 hours a day. Mm. Like you can, if you wanted to like, you know, in a, you know, in a company where you're all co-located in one time zone, right? Like at the end of the working day, you know, if the bug is still not fixed, right? Like you kind of just wait till the next working day to continue picking it up. Hmm. Well here that could be handed off from team a to team B and it can continue being worked on uh, 24 hours, which is kind of a neat, kind of neat. If you use it correctly, hmm. we had a scenario that came up, um, where a particular bit of code in uh, getting ready for the recent release was worked on um, by an engineer on my team and they were getting ready to um, is ending up at the day at the end of the Pakistan time. And we were getting ready and they asked if somebody could pick it up, pick up that work on our team in the U S time. And I'd said, well, there's nobody else on the team who knows this area of the code, other people are relatively new. Like mm. who, we've only got one guy on the U S on this side who could pick that up. Like it wouldn't make sense. And there was a lot of force to get that person to pick it up because all hands on deck, all hands on deck, all hands on deck. Oh, interesting. And the guy took, yeah, took a look and he was just like, I honestly don't know anything about this. Like, I don't even know how to reproduce mm. the problem. And so the point that I was making is, we kind of, that was an opportunity where we had to say, Hey, let's just wait till the right person can mm. pick it up. Let's not rush, you know, let's. Well, in this context, rushing actually postpones results, right? Because you, there's this transfer of context that's not happening and you're just wasting yeah. time trying to get up to speed, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's what happened is I saw, mm. you know, he lost a day, we lost a day of development mm-hmm. work yeah. from, from somebody and also, you know, hurt what I would call kind of some team morale in the process. And I think mm. that's kind of one of those areas where, you know, thinking to a future thing where, you know, I think a high performance, like there are good and bads of this, right. On the good side, if there had been somebody else to give him the shared context so that he could learn, how to improve that area of code or how or get experience that he would not have otherwise gotten, that would have been perfect. Um, 
and a great opportunity. But in the event that some of those things don't exist, or if you only have one subject matter expert or something like that, what we did was actually slow down team velocity and mm-hmm. force somebody to context switch, which usually, you know, we all, if we have, you know, work with engineering teams, we know context switching is usually a recipe for disaster. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, oh, that's really interesting. There's a lot of good um, points we can kind of go down rabbit holes with, but th- this concept of all hands on deck was really interesting and point that stuck out to me. It was like, that you know there's always urgency right there's always there there's always a need to make sure that we are working as much as we can on the most important things right and i don't think exactly. that goes away in any type of company i mean maybe enterprise maybe <laughs> but um in, in startup <laughs> land right like there's always that <clears throat> there's always that urgency there's always that um need to work on on the most important things and prioritize now what when the way that you're describing this it sounds like there might be a lack of understanding of um, how product development works or, or maybe, maybe that is, or how good execution works within product management where, um, you know, do they not understand that handing off context like this actually delays? Like, is there, is there an education opportunity there? Do they, do they actually not understand what's going on and just look at the throughput and assume that the throughput is, it needs to be better and don't understand the context. And so there, maybe there's a mix of different things going on, but there's that alone seems like it needs to be solved is, is this urgency around, yeah, we hire smart people. They're going to be working as much as they can on the most important things. Absolutely. Like, why is there a need to pressure people more on this? What is the need? Oh, are they, do they not understand? Or are they working on the wrong things? Or is it, you know, what, what is, what's the root cause, like we're saying, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's, so in, in my case there, this, is, this kind of gets back to my point from earlier, but I think it's, it's process, right? And it's something that mm, I will okay. give a lot of leadership credit for. Since I started there, we've had a lot of conversations around process and like good mm. process development. And I think in this case, my particular frustration was really more of a like for the first time since I'd been there, I got to like, I was directly involved in that mm. process, right? I was seeing it from the front lines. Like I was, uh, you know, prior to that, like our team was still kind of just forming together. We didn't really, you know, we didn't really get a, I didn't really get a chance to see the intricacies of that process. And mm. this past week I finally did in a way that was like, Whoa, what? Like, that's what this, like, Whoa, that's what this is like. Like, Oh, okay. Mm. Like, and yeah, I was like a, it was almost a, a shock to the system not like, but just because I think that's also two things. One is my own expectations, which mm. I will gladly admit, like I probably had some of the wrong expectations. And two is the, like the way in which I was like, whoa, this process really needs some improvement. And by that, mm. I mean, like in particular, it's kind of like a release cadence thing and release expectations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Um, I think what, what I'm seeing fundamentally is they do larger, more coordinated releases, mm. whereas I um, am usually a little bit more used to quicker, smaller releases that don't require as much like um, regression testing, right? right? Like we would, right. as a team, bug bash your thing, fix it, solve it, et cetera, ship it, like it was always something that was so contained inside of a team, like a team could do a release. Like it was something Mm. that was owned. And this was very much one of the, it's been a while since I've seen like 
big coordinated releases. And yeah. I was like, yeah. uh, you know, not probably not, since the time that yeah. I've worked at as a software engineer. Yeah. Is they, are they not CICD at this point? Like, is that they're kind of doing this? Do they have I think like that's, feature that's flags or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's feature flags and, and there's different things. And I, like I said, I won't like overly, I think it's what has been working yeah. and you know, um, but there's opportunities to improve the process. I mean, there's always opportunities, right? right? Yeah. Right. But, and I think that gets yeah. to the interesting struggle with, you know, you're relatively new at an organization. Mm. You're seeing lots of context, right? You know, I come from the engineering org that I ran in the last job was three X, two to three X the size of the engineering, the entire engineering org here. And we were just a piece of the puzzle, mm. right? Like we were, we were just a piece right. of that. So it's kind of like the, um, you know, repeat that growth cycle from the bottom up again. And, and it's mm. kind of an interesting path. I'm, I'm excited different, to do yeah, it again, different but problems, it's also, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a different so problem. With this particular, you know, execution um, or, or process issue, is it more, you know, uh, um, conflict interpersonally or, or cross departmentally? Is there like a, an inherent culture issue that you need to address or, um, or is it, is it fundamentally off of, you know, misaligned with a, with a potential strategy? No, I think the strategy is solid. I think yeah. everybody okay. has really clear definition on the mission. That's I think good. there's maybe some questions about how to go about it mm. that are mm -hmm. being sorted out. I don't wouldn't say there's anything interpersonal. I would just say it's the I think there's a question of um <clears throat> we know there's going to be a bunch of changes made. Some of them are getting ready to start happening really soon. Mm. And then I think there's a question of like Maybe it's just, maybe it's just communication around timing. Like, Hey, we really want to go this direction and you know what? We're going to do two or three more sprint cycles like this. And at the end of the third one, mm. boom, we're going to a new process. Like maybe something yeah. like that. Yeah. That's actually just I might transparency have to potentially. That. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a, you know, end of the quarter. Hmm. What like when do we want to do like when do we want to do it and and what are we doing on that change and I think if actually with that that would probably have made me think a little differently because I probably was in the like I was starting to make some changes with my team and how we mm. did things and then it was like the the juxtaposition that I saw was how my team then had to interact with that existing mm. process and I was like oh okay that like that changes things like that changed my levels of estimation right. that changed like mm. my expectations for the team. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So you have more dependencies you're, you're focused on in that scenario where it, it, prior, you know, the teams were pretty autonomous and they had flexibility to go do what they needed to go do. So if we were to give homework out to our listeners on, um, you know, uh, organizational friction and growth and challenges and changes. Uh, do you have anything top of mind that uh, would be helpful? Yeah, I would, I would say that sometimes when you look at an organization, the problems that you're facing are not necessarily the problems with the product. 
we need to start when you start thinking about organizational growth you need to think about the organization like your product and think about how you can optimize it and treat it the same right the fact that you have issues in your code or something like that is often downstream of the structures that you put in place and the cultures that you create in the business if you create cultures that have really high degrees of, inte of integrity, development, creativity, independence, those things will show up in the product. Mm. And sometimes that's the root cause that often needs to be solved. Yeah, I, I feel like more often than not, right? <laughs> um, yeah. I, you know, I would say uh, one of the things I would, I would explore um, is, is, you know, I think Shreyas, Shreyas Doshi has a lot of interesting information that he posts on Twitter um, if, if you follow him. Um, around, you know, execution problems. And um, uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, he, he's got a lot to, a lot of good stuff to say. But um, one of the things he mentions is uh, most execution problems are really strategy problems, interpersonal problems, or cultural problems. And so that's kind of interesting he's in the, to, to touch on those good leaders execute well because they see this and fix the root problem. Then bad leaders struggle because they have a habit of sticking execution band-aids on very deep wounds. <laughs> So I thought I love yeah. that little uh, um, that that uh, takeaway. But uh, so my my homework would be go follow him. He's got a lot of great stuff. But uh, take a look at and, and consider some of these things um, as as you're struggling um, through this growth and, and know that you're not the only one going through this. There's every PM and, and growth organizations are going through that. So reach out and you know that hopefully the community can kind of lean in and help out in, in different contexts and scenarios. But um, great. Well, it looks like uh, we finished up our coffee, so uh, go level up. This has been Product Coffee, produced and engineered by me, Kevin Gentry. Through our podcast partner, Anchor, you can now record a voice message and send us ideas or topics to cover, and who knows, we might end up playing it on the show. You can also become a supporter of Product Coffee by contributing a monthly donation to help us sustain future episodes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Product Coffee on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.